welcome back to our next episode of Warriors of Worship. Um, we took a little small hiatus during the time, um, well, actually during this worldwide pandemic, and just in prayer, in fasting, but I figured it was time to come back now. And I love having the conversation with you, um, being able to chat about some of the things that are important to me as a warrior of worship. In today's episode, I actually kind of wanted to delve into warrior versus artist. Can they coexist? Are they contrary to each other? Um, and I think this would be interesting conversation for some people, um, but let's delve in. So if I think about a warrior, uh, to me, that's somebody who's skilled, they're brave in warfare, they're a fighter, um, and you better know what you're doing. So if you say you're a warrior of worship, you better know that there is warfare spiritually. Um, it's not just a cute title. It is something that you have to be prepared to fight on all levels. And we'll talk about artists a little bit later, and then we're going to mix them all in and shake them up and see what we can get out of that. So when I'm talking about a warrior, one of the, to me, the best examples of that is Daniel in the Old Testament. And I think you should go in and read Daniel 10, 12 through 14. It's actually a great example of how warfare works. Daniel um, was praying. He was going against everything that the king said because he believed what his word or he believed in his God. And when the spirit came to him or when the angel came to him, he told him, hey, don't be scared. And I'm paraphrasing it for you, but go ahead and read it on your own. Um, since the first day you um, prayed, I heard you. I was on my way, but I was held up by a prince of the Persian kingdom that resisted him for 21 days. And then it says, then Michael, one of the chief princes, had to come to my assistance because I was detained. This fasting and praying influenced the unseen conflict in the heavens and the fallen principalities. So the fallen principalities we know is Lucifer. So we have to be prepared to fight against the principalities that are against us. And Ephesians 6 and 12 goes ahead and reminds us of that. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we should already know that. You know, sometimes I feel like we come against each other and that's not what we should be doing. We should be coming against the spirit that's in people. So... I've never, if you probably watch most of the things that I say online, it's normally not talking about people and their actions. It's talking about coming against the spirits that's in people and their actions. And I, and I honestly believe through, through um, fallen principalities, we just talked about spiritual wickedness. Um, a lot of our political and moral confusion right now um, as well as resistance to God, is due to those fallen principalities. Of course, the, I think that's definitely the answer. You know, I think it has impacted our politics, our education, our religion, our media, and forming actually cultural strongholds. And we need people that have prayers like Daniel. I believe God heard us when we prayed the first day, but we got to keep on. We know he's coming. He's coming, he's coming, and we know that breakthrough is coming, resulting in the openness on God's um, message of hope. We're the people that give that message of hope. We have to continue. We got to continue. He heard us. 
But there's a war going on. It's a war that you can't see, I can't see, but we know that it's there. And we need people who are warriors to be able to do that. So, um, and, and I'm staying on warriors for a minute because we have to be able to contrast that to an artist and then see how we can intermingle those together. Um, while we're in this pandemic, as a warrior, one of the things that I would say is we should be praying that God creates a prayer and praise pandemic that will be so contagious mm, that we begin to love each other through our faults. Our pastor just preached that on um, Sunday. Love each other through our shortcomings. My praise and my love and my prayer for you should be able to cover you until you can get yourself together. But you can't do that if you're walking in flesh because other, other than that, I'm spending all my time mad at you, but not knowing that it's not you. It's, what's, you know, it's what we need to love out of you. You know, people used to jokingly use the phrase, I'm going to love that hell out of you. Love can do that. So we have to change our thoughts because our thoughts can infect the way that we think. Infection. So... You know, the Bible said, think on these things. Think on those things that are good and pure. You have to you have to bring your thoughts under the subjection. We have to study. We have to go in prayer. We have to worship. And we have to fellowship. Now, we know we can't fellowship like we used to fellowship because we're in the middle of a pandemic. But there are other ways. Can we Zoom? Can I come sit outside your house and talk to you through your screen and or put a mask? Of course I can. Um, and so I want to make sure that those are some of the things that we do. We realize, and as a warrior, one of the things I think that we should realize is that if we partner with God, we can influence the unseen. Um, and we have to engage God intentionally for his release on earth. You know, the, 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 the prayer says your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. So we just got to get through those fallen principalities to get it here on earth. But we can't be weary. We can't be um, be not weary and well-doing for in due season you will reap. So we just have to keep praying. We have to keep praising. We can't stop because it doesn't look ideal. You know, what if Daniel would have just stopped and gave up before the 21 days because it hadn't gotten there? Our answer is trying to get to us, but they need people who are warriors to continue to push and push and push. And what I feel like, if Daniel had fought in the natural, he wouldn't have been able to get the release that he was looking for, but he fought spiritually. So we have to continue to um, continue to do that. So I gave you a little bit about warriors. And then one of the other things that I wanted to talk about was the artist or someone. And when I say artist, it's not a negative connotation of the word artist, but um, it's kind of what you see as someone who thinks that they're, let's say, they're famous or eh, I'm not even going to say famous. Let's say um, they're great at their craft. They're extremely, you know, and, and, and when I say artist, it could be maybe you're a great actor. Maybe you're a great singer, dancer, mimer, whatever it is. Um, but there is something and people be honest about it. There is um, something within us that we have an inborn fascination with people who are famous or powerful. And deep down, we all know that if that's something that you desire. 
uh, we're spiritual beings. We're made in the image of God. And then you have to think about, you know, so we were perfectly made. And then our spirits long to connect with him. So because of that longing, sometimes people can confuse that longing with other things. So they think, okay, well, I'll long to get people's attention or I'll long to get this or get that. When in actuality, what you're longing for is the presence of God. And the right way to do this is to have a relationship with the true and living God. And in the absence of relationship, we unknowingly draw power from, from darkness. So we can misconstrue things thinking that, okay, so my drive is not to see people saved, but to see how many people I can get to look at me or see how many people I can get to buy my project or see how many people I can do. So if you're underlying God, so plenty of people appear to shine, but you have to make sure that it's with the favor and the righteousness of God. And we live in an age where people are, and that's what I was just talking about a few minutes ago, are selfishly ambitious. Um, they will humiliate themselves just to get a laugh or get people to look, look at me. Um, look at what I have in order to become famous. That spirit comes from the prince of the power of the air. That's Satan. Who was the thrown down, <laughs> thrown down angel. And you can go back, read 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine on them. And we have to make sure um, that even as an artist, a dancer, mom, you're doing it for the right reason. Ephesians 2 and 2 says, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit now worketh in the children of disobedience. Again, you have to make sure that those things line up. 1 John 5 and 19, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. So I heard our whole world is lying in wickedness and we have to make sure that we're not a part of that. Uh, amen and amen. You know, I think I said this one time before, many people would, you know, rather have a flash of popularity um, than be patient and wait for God to, to give them real influence in their purpose. So just make sure that whatever you're doing, and you know, I always say, well, can they line up together? Can an artist and a worshiper line up? Absolutely, I think they can. But you have to be real careful. You have to remember, Satan is happy to reward individuals who are willing to pervert their God-given authority and gifting to advance his agenda, whether they know it or not. And so you, you also have to remember that that's one of the things that Satan tempted Jesus with. So if he tempted Jesus, you got to know he's going to try to tempt you as well. So when he put Jesus on there and said, hey, I can make you, I, I made everything, you know, God gave you all this and let me give, no, he didn't say God gave him all that. He said, I can give you the world. And Jesus had to respond to him. And so again, if you're an artist, you better know your word. Um, and he had to say, this already belongs to me. So I, you, I don't have to be tempted by Satan. I already know what I have. And then you have to know or remember why Satan ended up the way he was. Satan was the chief praiser and the chief worshiper. And he was beautiful and his gift was amazing. And he had people in his ear, I'm sure. Well, you great. 
you all this. His task was to set the atmosphere, to let the people know that God was coming. And what an amazing job. And, and the Bible says that how beautiful he was and his voice and all those things. But he got beyond himself. And I remember a long time, a few years ago, some years ago, I met an artist. And he, he actually, to me, was an example of how you could be an artist and a worshiper and remain intertwined with the spirit of God and not of flesh. And somebody has said something to me about singing. And I'm actually always real humble about it because what I understand is that a gift comes from God. I may not be the best singer, but I understand what my gift is for. Um, my gift is to assist in breaking yokes and setting the atmosphere and doing those things. It's not for tricks and runs and whatever and if you as an artist are not sure of what your gift is for you'll be running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to copy everybody else and do what everybody else is doing and never really truly understand your purpose and so you also have to understand that as you gain um, popularity or as you gain access, you better make sure that you're rooted and grounded in God. Um, because I honestly believe that you can be an, a magnificent artist and still be humble. And when I say humble, it's not, oh, thank you so much. God bless you. You know, I feel like that's just as fake as the person who says it's all me, because I don't think you mean that. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. You know, that's just me. You know, to God be the glory, of course. But thank you, because people don't have to be nice and say, thank you for the word that you gave. Thank you for the prayer that you prayed. Thank you for the song that you sing, because I was in a space. And if you're a true warrior, you're, um, you're warring in the spirit. It can, um, it can be to different people different things. Somebody can be healed from one thing during your war and while you're warring. And then somebody else can be released from something else during that same time if you're led by the Spirit of God. And you have to make sure that you are. So I wanted to give you a couple of, it's something I saw. Um, it was a book by a gentleman named William Ford. And he was talking about the difference between celebrities and those who actually follow the will of God. And today, in my comparison, I would compare them as the the person who's on the track just for them or the person who's on the track for God and how you check yourself. You do have to definitely check yourself. You know, a lot of times I feel like people who talk about people uh, who have things to say about people who are extremely gifted sometimes don't have that gift. And so it's easy to snub your nose down at somebody. So it's easy for, um, uh, uh, I used to think about this. My um, one of my pastors used to say, uh, "It's easy for the girl who don't nobody like her to say keep your virginity than the one who everybody is calling every week to go out on dates to say, Lord help me.' So, y'all understand? Read between the lines. You understand what I'm trying to say? Uh, but with that, 
I feel like the person who's more gifted has a lot more work to do in making sure that they stay there. Because the Bible also says um, in Proverbs that your heart is desperately wicked. Who can know her? There are things within you. That's how Jesus, I mean, that's how Satan was able to tempt Jesus. He took on human form. And, but Jesus had to know his word. You better know your word. You better make sure you're rooted and grounded in God. And I believe they can exist. And then you have to know when those things are coming on you. And you better be able to loose and bind those things. I come from the church of God in Christ. Well, we say loose here. You know, loose my mind. Your mind, you have to train your mind. All right. So here's my, um. here, here were my comparisons. And I think they're really good. So people who are striving for themselves. And today we're going to call them artists. Um, let's not call them artists. Let's call them... Let's say celebrities. Okay, so if you want to be infamous or a celebrity, you rely on earthly appeal, which if you think about earthly appeal, there really is the kingdom of darkness. And I think that um, a warrior submits to God in the kingdom of the light. So you just have to keep reminding yourself of those things. Um, celebrities use their influence to benefit themselves or even their charitable works are about serving are self-serving because they receive the glory. And I think that somebody who wars in the spirit uses their influence solely to please God and to benefit others. They're happy to serve in secret and they give all the glory to God. I think those who strive for themselves entertain people by saying what they think people want to hear, singing what they think people want to hear them sing. I got to sing the newest and the best. But I think that a warrior... Um, provokes people by proclaiming what God says they need. And sometimes that's a break from, from tradition. That's sometimes a break from religion. Um, if you are a spiritual person and you are hearing from the voice of God, of course you have to obey leadership. So if your leadership says you can't do a certain thing, then of course, you know, you obey that leadership. All right. I believe that people who are striving for themselves are swayed by public preferences and compromise. And those who are in the spirit are rooted in principles and unwavering convictions. You know, I don't live by preferences. You know, um, you have to live according to the will of God. I think that those who are self-serving surround themselves with yes men and entourages. And I'm just telling you these to make sure... You check these off your list. And I think those who war surround themselves with honest counselors and truthful mentors, and they're teachable. Um, those who are going after for themselves look for PR firms to hype and protect their reputations. But if you're a warrior, you've died to yourself and therefore to your reputation. Um, you know that any light that they have is God's light shining through you. So if you give me any type of praise, I know that praise all belongs to God because he didn't have to give it to me. It's the light of God. Um, there was a song of the Lord that came to me during uh, one of my worship, one of my first Friday night fires. And it was like, just like, Lord, let me be the light that the world can see. You know, not fighting, not warring with people, but the spirit. And so if they see the light and the love of God through me, that should draw them to God. All right. Um, 
those who are self-serving seek worldly success. And I think that those who war pursue godly significance. You know, I want to make sure that... <laughs>